Today we meet a doctor who operates out of an RV and says that he's capable of performing almost any operation because he learned at the best school of all, YouTube. And then we meet a man who believes that vaccines are actually full of tiny UFOs. Why, you ask? Because he believes that all germs are actually cryptids. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. I hope you guys have a great weekend. This is our Friday episode. I hope you guys have a lot of fun this weekend. We are going to give one more shout out to Veronica the Haunted Doll. She's our co-host for this week. She's always hanging out around the recording studio, but I got it right next to the mic. Let's here, listen to her. See, that's Veronica saying, what's up? That's Veronica's. Let's give a shout out to one of our legacy Patreon supporters right now, Sergeant Clowney. Sergeant Clowney, longtime supporter of the show, really, really helps out. Really, really appreciate it. You're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you can't support the Patreon, that's fine too. Just help get the word out about the show. That really, really helps out a lot. Leave reviews, tell your friends, talk about it online. Really, really helps the show grow. Sergeant Clowney, let's go ahead and hop in the Dead Rabbit Dune buggy. We haven't used that one in a while. Jumping over sand dunes, war pups chasing us. The second we put the key in, the war pups are right on us. Go, Sergeant Clowney, go, go. They're trying to throw bombs at us, but they suck. They can't do it. We're headed out to Nevada. That's why we want to have this dead rabbit dune buggy. We're headed out to the perpetual desert known as Nevada. A lot of this information I got from an article on Oxygen. It's a website called Oxygen. It was written by Allie Vander Hayden. So appreciate that. Want to give the journalist a shout out here. We're taking that dead rabbit dune buggy. We're going to go through a time travel cave. And we're now in the year 2012. <laughs> We pull up outside of this broken down RV in the middle of nowhere, a.k.a. anywhere in Nevada. And inside the RV right now is a young man. His name is Randy David Valenzuela Jr. Now, Randy has HIV. And he'd been taking a bunch of medication for it. His doctor was like, okay, you know, this is treatable. Like, we can at least keep you alive, right? It's no longer the death sentence that it used to be. But you're going to have to take this cocktail of pills. But Randy wanted a cure. Randy wanted things to change. He was on the medication for seven years, but he honestly believed that there was a cure out there somewhere. And he finds the answer to that cure on Craigslist, of all places, right? On Craigslist, he meets a man named Rick Van Thiel, and he goes to this dirty old RV, which should be your first sign that something's not right. Doctor says, hey, yeah, come to my office. It's in the middle of nowhere. You're going to have to walk past five dead cats to get to it. But there you go. He walks into this RV and there is Dr. Rick. Is the name he went by. Rick Van Thiel. Rick Van Thiel goes, I can cure. I can cure AIDS. See, the government doesn't want people to know that the the cure for AIDS is out there because they make more money from selling the pharmaceuticals than they are for treating it. But I've invented this thing called ozone therapy. I'm going to put these needles in your arm and then your blood gets sucked into this machine and it gets processed and it comes back and goes into your other arm totally works it's 120 dollars a day you have to do it for eight weeks straight and randy's in randy is 10 toes into this thing he's like let's do it so he actually goes through eight weeks of therapy and he feels better he feels better afterwards he tells his mom about the doctor his mom is dominguez valenzuela She's like, oh, this doctor's so amazing. He can, he's curing HIV. And the mom's like, oh, really? Can I meet him? 
And so he's like, uh, well, yeah, but, but don't judge a book by its cover. So the mom goes there. And they show up to the trailer. And the door opens up, and Dr. Rick's like, Hey, what's up? Randy, awesome, you're here. You're here for your other treatment. Oh, is that your mom? Oh, it's so nice to meet you. And the mom's standing there, and she's thinking, Wait a second, this is a doctor. First off, we're in the middle of nowhere. That's the worrisome thing, number one. Two, he's operating out of an RV. Three, Dr. Rick is completely naked. Dr. Rick's medical office was also where he he made porn in there, which is great, right? When you want to go get treated for a cyst, you want to go have something pulled out of you, it's great to know that people were banging on the operating table right before you got there. He shot porn there. He actually, like, when the police, so you know where this story's going, when the police go into the place, there's, like, shelves of medical supplies with just stuff randomly strewn about, and then porn videos on top of the medical supplies. If you're lucky... Porn videos on top of the medical supplies. There are also sex toys everywhere. So again, like going to the doctor is not the most comfortable thing to begin with. But imagine if you walked into your doctor's office and you sit down and you're like, whoa, wait, what did I sit on? And there's like a plug there. There's like a French tickler. You're like, what? You're trying different chairs. You're like, oh, this one, this one's kind of comfortable. It's a porn studio slash doctor's office in the middle of nowhere. When the police eventually do show up, One of the detectives said it reminded him of a Saw movie. There was so much, not like blood on the walls, but he said there was so much like just bloody stuff around. Bloody tools. Hopefully, again, just bloody tools. The the cop's like, hey, dude, come over here and look at this. The other cop's like, nah, nah. The dude's like pointing out a box that's labeled sex toys. He's like, no, if you thought that was bloody. Cop's like, no, 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 no. Seriously, I'm about to quit. I don't even want to look. I don't even want to know what's in that box. So what happens is, well, let's back up a little bit. Randy takes another HIV test and it comes up negative. Now, apparently one out of every 12 like self-administered tests for HIV comes back negative. It's a pretty high percentage for very, very serious illness, right? So he thinks he's cured. There is no cure for it, unfortunately. He thinks he's cured. And then he contracts it again. Or really, he just he took another test and it showed that he still had it. So he begins going back to Dr. Rick's and he starts doing the treatment again. But the mom's like, it was different the second time. Like he didn't have him come every day. It was just a totally different setup. Randy passes away three weeks later after visiting Dr. Rick again. And so the mom alerts authorities to what's going on there. Now, he didn't get charged with Randy's death because he didn't do any. Like Randy died of complications due to, I think it was drug abuse because he was using meth. It was like drug abuse and uh, just HIV. It was a bad combination. So the cops go because you can't practice medicine without a license. The cops go to the place. They see the mess. They obviously know that it's not legal. The ozone machine that was pumping blood in and out of this dude, he wouldn't clean. So if you had hepatitis C and he's like, oh, I know how to cure that ozone. You were getting blood that was HIV infected. You're like, oh, I have a serious case of the munchies. I probably shouldn't smoke all that weed. He's like, oh, I have a cure for the munchies. Ozone therapy. He used this machine for everything. Bloody tools would be used on one person, and that person would leave, and then another person would show up. You get hepatitis C. You get all sorts of horrible diseases. HIV. All sorts of horrible diseases from this place. There's a video of him on YouTube. It's disgusting. I watched it. He's naked. They don't show anything, but they show him take his clothes off, and he removes a cyst from a guy's back, and the guy's like, ow, 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 and the doctor's like, just hold it, and he's like, pops it out. Looks like a little chicken nugget popping out of this dude. Totally on YouTube, this guy, 
It's a video. And he said, he goes, the way I know how to do all these procedures is I watch the procedures on YouTube, and then he knows how to do it. He was performing abortions here. So basically, any possible procedure you could think of, you need a tooth pulled, there you go. You need, a film, you need a film of porn? There you go. It was a one-stop shop for everything. Now, he was a believer of the sovereign citizen movement, which is basically this super bizarre movement where your name is actually a corporation name and the government... Oh, I don't even know if I can explain it in less than three minutes. The, you, when you're born, your, your name is spelt in all caps, which makes you a, a corporation. And then the government then takes a loan out against the corporation of Jason Carpenter. So if I file, it means one of two things. One, there's a secret code that if I file some court paperwork and say the right things in court, the government goes, oh, great, he figured it out. And I get all the money that's been accumulated under my corporation. That's one weird part of it. The second weird part is... You don't believe that laws really apply to you because you never agreed to become a U.S. citizen. You were born on U.S. soil, but you never signed a contract or became a U.S. citizen. So a lot of times you can watch YouTube videos. They don't believe that they're driving through town. They'll be in a car. They're not in a cloud car. They're not Care Bears floating around. Like They are actually driving through a town. But when they get stopped by the police, they go, I'm not driving, I'm traveling. And apparently in the Constitution, like, you can't be stopped when you're traveling or people have a right to travel. So they believe the right combination of words will get them out of trouble. Those videos almost always end with cops busting their windows open and pulling them out of the car. So it doesn't really work that well. But he was one of these guys. He was one of these guys who believes in the sovereign citizen movement. So he didn't believe that he needed a, a license. YouTube was good enough for him. He would watch a YouTube video on cyst removal and then remove a cyst. But I'm wondering if there was a weird like cycle where he just started watching his own video of him removing a cyst. And he's like, oh, this guy's awesome. He's naked. And he knows how, oh, that's me. And then he just goes in and starts popping cysts out of people. He ends up getting arrested and then he hangs himself in jail before he can serve time. He wasn't facing murder charges for this guy, but he was definitely facing a lot of time for practicing without a license and doing it so many times and recording evidence of it. So it's tra obviously I think that's a tragic ending. I, didn't, I don't like it when people kill themselves. He probably would have done like five or ten years and gotten out, but he was also kind of old at the time. So still, still though, he ended up hanging himself in 2017. So that's the story of Dr. Rick. You needed a procedure done. There you go. 120 bucks. You couldn't. I mean, you're probably. Here's the thing with that. Sure, you get the cyst removed, but then you're like, a couple days later, you're like, oh, why are my eyes yellow? They're like, oh, you come in. You got jaundice. You got jaundice. I don't know. Probably totally unrelated to my bloody tools, but here you go. Come back in. We'll fix that. So then he's pumping out your jaundice blood, and you're like, oh, I feel so much better now. And a couple days later, you're like, oh, why do I have the avian flu? The doctor's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. There's a bunch of birds. There's a bunch of birds waiting in the in the waiting room reading magazines. He's like, I don't know, but come back. We'll cure. It'd be Actually, now that I think about it, it's actually a really good, that's a really good scheme. What you do is you treat the patient for the illness they have, but give them a new illness. And you just keep that cycle going. You just keep it going. And and while you're there, you could be like, so uh, you like movies? And you're like, yeah, sure. I mean, could you just get this cyst out of my back and cure the 10 other diseases I've gone recently? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But to relax, let's put on this movie. And so you're like laying there. You can't move. You're getting cysts removed. And you have to watch one of his porn movies. That actually, it's funny. Let me wrap it up like this. I forgot to say this detail. They found when the cops were investigating this, they were getting a bunch of people to come forward. 
women were saying, oh, we didn't have to pay. Sometimes we would just have sex with him and he would perform the procedure for free. And you're like, okay, you know, fine, whatever. And then they go, oh, no, 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 no. Sometimes he would have sex with us while performing the procedure. I don't care if you're the sexiest woman on the planet. If I'm removing cysts from you while we're making love, if you can't hear that, that's just me shaking my head. There is no way anyone could, could do that. Apparently, this guy could, but he would have sex with women while performing procedures. I hope, I really hope, I actually looked for some of this guy's porn movies and I couldn't find them. And, and I'm very, very thankful of that. I was trying to do my due diligence. I said, there must be some of these videos out there because he made a bunch of them. They showed clips of them on the news. <sighs> what medical procedure could you possibly do and at the same time have sex with a woman? I, I, I'm not even going <laughs> to think about that. So instead... Sergeant Clowney, he's like, he's already in the carpenter copter. He's trying to get the butt. He's like, come on, work, work. Okay, wait for us, wait for us. We're leaving behind this little shack in Nevada. We are headed out to... Helicopters flying around. We are headed out to a little field. We land. It's nothing but grass. Grass as far as the eye can see. We all step out of the carpenter copter. We look, it's beautiful out here. The sky is blue, there's a couple white clouds in the sky, birds flying around. We're like, oh, great. They're like, hey, do you know where a doctor we can go to? <coughs> we got cysts. We're like, sorry, dude. Birds fly away. And as we're sitting in this grass field, I turn to you, I have a podium, and I walk up to it, and I go, <clears throat> new today on digital, Anne Haitian Thomas Jane starring the gripping psychological thriller, The Vanished. Directed by Peter Fascinelli, a family vacation takes a terrifying turn when two parents discover that their young daughter has vanished without a trace. Stopping at nothing to find her, the search for the truth leads to a shocking revelation where nothing is what it seems in this intense thriller. Own or rent The Vanished on Digital Today and watch it at home tonight. Rated R from Paramount Pictures. So I step off the podium and now we're standing in this field of grass. We're sitting in this grass field, though, because of this post I want to talk about. Now, recently, AZ sent me to the Reddit for gang stalking. And I was like, oh my god, this is so insane. And I did a story about a guy who was being gang stalked by his own family. It's like, this is nuts. And then, like anyone who ever finds anything on the internet, they realize that, that it's never truly the end. Chris, founder of the Golden Rabbit Brigade, a longtime supporter of the show, Chris sends me a link. He goes, oh, yeah, gang stalking, right? That's a thing. But have you heard of gang stalking MKUltra subreddit? And I was like, hmm, I have not. I have not, good sir. So I pulled it up. And it would make the people in the gang stalking subreddit blush. It's so insane. There is a guy from gang stalking MKUltra who's now posting on gang stalking subreddit. And people are like, you're crazy. That's how nuts this stuff is. So thank you, Chris. And thank you, AZ, both of you guys, for turning me on to this crazy subreddit world. On the Gangstalking MKUltra subreddit, there's a user named Don't Shill Me, bro. And the last time that this account posted anything was about three years ago. I believe they're still posting under different a different name, but we'll get into that later. But right now, let's take a look at this. So this is from a post labeled, A Theory, Germs Are Cryptids. And you're like... That is actually an interesting conspiracy theory. It's not so far off from monkeys don't exist or that mountains are really trees. Like you you get 
a sense of it right from the beginning. Germs are cryptids. They're too small for us to really see. It's one of those things that we take scientist advice on what they are. Because we don't know. We, they're looking through the microscope and they're like, hmm, it appears that the virus is multiplying at a rapid rate. And we're like, can we see? And he's like, no! No, this is my microscope. You can't see. you got to bring your own. you got to find your own viruses. We have to take them out their word. So germs or cryptids are actually a very interesting conspiracy theory. But that's not all. That's not all. That would actually be enough. I would be really interested to see just someone explore that. Not this guy. Not this guy. So that's promising, right? That's very promising conspiracy theory. Let's see what this guy has to say about germs or cryptids. Quote, I had a realization. When you wear fur or sleep on the grass and wake up itchy for about 15 minutes, it's 1,500 years while everyone builds swords and chases aliens. Stand in the middle of, <laughs> we're standing in the middle of this grassy field. And you look at me and you go, wait, 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 what? What does any of that have to do with germs? Wait, how do you even parse that out at all? Let me read this again. Now that the shock factor is worn off, this is a real sentence a human constructed. I had a realization. When you wear fur or sleep on the grass and wake up itchy for about 15 minutes, it's 1,500 years while everyone builds swords and chases aliens. And you go, Jason, that's obviously taken out of context. You're reading the first sentence of this post. He must clarify that. And so what does that mean? So when you fall asleep on the grass, let's break it down. When you wear fur, when you're putting on fur or when you fall asleep in the grass, after about 15 minutes, you'll start itching, which we know is caused by chiggers. It's little bugs in the grass that bite you and make you itch. But he's saying that if you wear fur or you sleep in the grass, what actually happens is... 1,500 years passes, and society evolves, where everyone starts building swords and fighting aliens. At least that's what I think he's saying, okay? So there's like, there's 15 minutes in our world, and then 1,500 years in another world where this is going on. What did this have to do with germs? I'm not for sure, but this is literally his first sentence in this passage. So then he goes on to say, you can test it for yourself. You can test this theory for yourself. If, there's actually a bunch of nonsense in between there. He talks about pods, which aren't real. A cellophopod is a mollusk, like an octopus. But then he has a picture of this weird, like, monster and keeps calling it an pod, and then says, I don't know what it is. So I'm, I'm actually skipping <laughs> I'm skipping some of the nonsense because some of it's just so random. He starts talking about goat men and deer wear fur and maybe that's why we itch. It's like some genetic thing, but we're not related to goat men or goat men don't exist. So we're definitely not related to them, but we're not related to deer either. So I'm actually sparing you some of the insanity. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. What in the world... Where's the goat man coming out in this? I love it too because he goes, this is, the, this is the next sentence. I'll read you this. This is the next sentence after he talks about 15 minutes, it's 1,500 years, da 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 So for example, goat man, maybe, and actual deer are from wearing fur or the genetic memory of such. What does that mean? What does that mean? And it's great that you're even saying, I don't know, maybe the goat man's involved. I don't know. I don't know. You got to ask the goat man. What is a goat man? Is it chupacabra? Is it a satyr? Is it, who is the goat man? That's what I'm wondering. I imagine it's some sort of actual cryptid, but then it's just a deer. 
It's just a deer running around. But apparently there's some sort of genet- genetic... Me- I've never... I don't think I've ever worn fur. I have worn fur, actually, in plays, in costumes. And I've worn fur for hours. I've never itched. But anyway, so let's get back. There's more nonsense. But let's get to... There's Here's the thing. There's nonsense, and then there's nonsense that kind of makes sense. And I could just read off nonsensical phrases all day long. But it's, it's mind-numbing. It's totally mind-numbing. Let me move to a part where it. this part, okay, okay, this part at least makes a little bit of sense. Now you know why we're in the middle of a grass field, because he goes, you can test it for yourself. You can test this theory about goat men and deer and grass. Here you go. Quote, sleep on the grass with no shirt. And when you think about your back, think, put it here. Eventually, you will get a sand flea. <laughs> Which I don't even know what that is. Maybe that's another term for a chigger, but... And when you think about your back, think, put it here. So you're you're commanding something to get on your back. When you think about your back, think, put it here. Eventually, you will get a sand flea or dinosaur or something. There's a huge difference, obviously. I do even have to explain this. There's a huge difference between a flea flea on my back and a triceratops. So you can get a sand flea or a dinosaur or something. Or nothing, really, is what's going to happen. But let's continue here. You have itch. I'm not going to complain about the grammar, right? I'm not going to complain about the grammar in this post. Because so much of it doesn't make sense anyways. You're already laying on our backs. Thinking, put it here, and then dinosaurs show up. That's mind-boggling enough. That's mind-boggling enough that someone could write that and go, that'll work. That that makes sense. Here's the rest of it. Um, you think, yeah, sand flea or dinosaur or something, and you have itch for about 15 minutes. After it stops itching, think about what you were thinking about on your back. So I want you, okay, so that's perfect. We'll We'll pause here before we move on to what he says. You've been laying on your back. You say, put it here. Something is on your back now. Most likely just grass. Maybe a dinosaur. We're laying all here for 15 minutes. What are you thinking of? Here's what he goes. After it stops itching, think about what you were thinking about on your back. Swords and caves. So apparently, that's where he's getting the 15 minutes to 1500 year time jump, where... When he's on his back, 1,500 years have passed at some point in, I don't know, in human history, in that time period. But apparently, when he lay, whenever he lays down, he thinks of swords and caves. I'll tell you this right now. I'm not a psychoanalysis dude at any way, shape, or form. I've never been trained in it. That is sexual, right? Like, that's just armchair psychology 101. Swords and caves whenever he lays down. He's like, oh, yeah, my sword. My sword is going in and out of that cave. I remember once I came across something a long time ago, and it said, people who fantasize, I might have mentioned this before on the show, people who fantasize about hiding underground want to crawl back into their mom's womb. And then I was thinking, oh, man, I was thinking about all, <laughs> I was thinking about all the times. I was like, dude, if zombies ever attack, I'm going to have like an underground bunker so like the zombies can't bust down a door if there's no door. It's just like an underground bunker or like the cops are surrounding my place and they're like, you're way too cool, bro. We're going to like blow you up. And I'm like, no way, cops. And then I like run. They're the cool police. I run and I hide in a bunker. I've always thought about hiding in bunkers. And then I'm like, oh, great. Thanks, psychoanalysis guy. 
I gotta figure out another place to hide from zombies. Actually, by the time zombies attack, I'm not gonna care what that guy thinks. I'm not gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna let zombies eat me just so no one thinks I'm a pervert. Ah! At least, at least no one thinks that I'm weird. Is it ripping my limbs one for one? I'm going in that bunker, dude. I'm going in that bunker, but that's me. I make fun of this guy because if every time you lay down, you think of swords and caves, that's definitely sexual. And then he says, then he says this, you can cure this. You can cure this. What we're curing, I don't know. I'm assuming we're trying to cure the germ. Remember when this started off with germs or cryptids? Wasn't that a nice, quaint conspiracy theory? Here's, Here's where we're going. Quote, you can train it. Practice making the cure faster and faster. What are we... What's go, What's going faster and faster is the sword in and out of the cave. That's... Okay, so I don't... I, let's stop imagining the swords in the caves, dude. But what cure are you talking about? You can train it. Practice making the cure faster and faster. You can talk to the people. All I show my back ankles is two claws coming out of a cave, and they go get it. What are you talking about? So he's walking down the street, right? He's no longer laying on his back. He's walking down the street and he sees people and he's like, hey guys, look at my look at my calves. Look at them. People on the street are like, what? And the guy's like, uh-huh, yeah. They see the claws in the cave. Mm-hmm. And then he walks away. People are like, what is going on? They're cured. They've been cured. They've been cured of all their diseases. All I show is my back or ankles is two claws coming out of a cave and they get it. Some people, so here now we're gonna get back into germ stuff. We're slowly becoming sane again. Some people can clear their germ in less than five seconds. Mine takes about a minute. If you don't have swords, it'll take 1,000 years. So... Dude, I don't know. I just like, what does this even mean? It almost feels like a coded message. It almost seems like there's some guy in Washington, D.C., in some CIA headquarters, and he saw this on Reddit, and he's like, it's a go, guys. We know where Osama's at. Helicopters flying out. Like, it's so random. It seems like it's some sort of code. Some people can clear their germ in less than five seconds. What germ? He still hasn't explained. Is it the back ankle claw germ? We don't know. Or is it all germs? We don't know. But anyways, some people can clear their germ in less than five seconds. Mine takes about a minute. If you don't have swords, it'll take a thousand years. He does clarify that it's maybe not a thousand years. He does say that. He says, you know, some people can do it in less than five seconds, takes them a minute. Some people a thousand years. And then he goes, maybe ten minutes or so. So, you know, one or the other, a thousand years, ten minutes. Either one at this point. Sand fleas, dinosaurs, it doesn't matter. At least he gives us that option, right? That's going to be my new timeline. Whenever someone says, hey, can you wait ten minutes? I'll be like, I can wait a thousand years. And I'm going to point at my ankle. So he ends it like this. We started off so strong with germs or cryptids. That's how we started this off. Then we get to these last two sentences. But then when you find out it's true, you realize vaccines are little UFOs and we're screwed. That is such a good conspiracy theory, dude. Like, it's not true, obviously, but that is a conspiracy theory that could catch on. Germs are cryptids. I could see people believing in that. Vaccines contain UFOs. Dude, that is so timely right now. Could you imagine pushing that conspiracy theory? That aliens, that little microscopic little flying saucers floating around in your bloodstream. And when you look at photos, the white blood cells, those are actually like 
UFOs. That's why they look like little plates, little floating around in you and stuff like that. Oh, dude, there's so much wasted potential because that is a legit, really good conspiracy theory someone can build off of. Germs are cryptids. Germs are, and in, in, in this sense, you would say like they're cryptids. They're something that don't exist, that shouldn't exist naturally. It's an undiscovered creature. We, we refer to all these germs as if it's some sort of biological thing, but it's still some on the border of paranormal. It has a physical body, but it's, it's uh, ghostly in some way. That's such a good conspiracy theory. And then vaccines actually contain miniature UFOs. By getting the vaccine, you're getting an alien invasion in your bloodstream. Come on! That's good stuff. And it's so wasted because he's talking about goat men and dinosaurs and swords and caves. And he, it's like even he knows. Even he knows that that's a good conspiracy theory. Because that's not how he ends off this rant. He doesn't end it off saying, oh, you know that vaccines have UFOs in them. Oh, that's great. Do you have anything else to tell us? And then he says, so how close do you live to the swamp? What in the world? What does that mean? What does that have to do with anything? There was no buildup to it at all. He's talking about laying in grass. And now he's asking me how close I live to the swamp or pond. He also says, you know, ponds as well. Dude, this guy is almost like the Nikola Tesla of conspiracy theories. Like, well, maybe that's giving him a little too much credit. But you see a glimmer of genius in it. Germs are cryptids. Oh, I love that. Vaccines contain UFOs. I love that. But everything else is so much nonsense. I almost feel like this is what it can... This is like the, in, the look inside of someone whose brain has been so fractured by conspiracy theories, they can't even spout out conspiracy theories anymore. Well, they can, but it's mixed in with so much nonsense, so much white noise that... I mean, this post was four years ago, and it had like zero comments. Obviously, who, who's going to comment on this, right? This guy's going to hunt you down, put you in a vaccine, shrinking you down. I guess if he has that technology, then he doesn't need to really do it. If you're that level of genius, you don't need to be shrinking people down other than you just want to. But fascinating stuff. Very, very fascinating stuff. A fractured mind may actually see a bit of the truth. Is it possible that germs, viruses, bacteria aren't what we think they are? There's something darker, evil. There's something that evolved over time. We used to fear werewolf and Dracula, but now the real monsters are hidden everywhere. We breathe them in every minute. We pick them up when we touch contaminated surfaces. We can do our best. Our bodies are still invaded with a cryptid, with a monster. With a creature that wants to destroy us. But nowadays you can't use the crucifix to stop them. No silver bullet can destroy a bacteria. The only thing we can do is look to our intergalactic neighbors and ask for help. The aliens are more than willing to help. As they shrink a fleet of UFOs to fit into a hypodermic needle. The close encounter doesn't come with the UFO in the countryside. It comes as a armada of alien starships flies around your liver, slowly blowing up little goat man germs who have built a camp on, on your left rib cage. It is a war, not of the worlds. It is a war of survival. Aliens versus cryptids. Dinosaurs versus sand fleas. And all of it is happening inside the human body. Sometimes the worst monster isn't the boogeyman under your bed. Sometimes the worst monster isn't even man himself. 
The worst monster is what is inside of us. So there you go. Next time you go to your doctor, look around. Be thankful they're not also porn stars. The next time you go to your doctor, just think. Just thank them and say thank you for putting the aliens in my body. Because otherwise, well, who knows what would happen. That doctor will look at you with a knowing nod, a wink, and then he'll turn around and point at his ankle. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is one of your email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash DeadRabbitRadio. Twitter is at DeadRabbitRadio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. Peace.